spoken maybe. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I have walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label all one word, spoken label dot bandcamp.com. On the bandcamp it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled if you wish you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken label. Hi guys, Andy N, Spoken Label, back in the house, all the way across Ireland today. Now it's coming habit then, I'm talking to quite a lot of Irish writers, so hands out to our good friend Deirdre today, because she's recommended this another friend of hers today to me, Leanne. So Leanne, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone, who you are, obviously where you come from, and what stones you off your creativity? We'll take it from there. Nice one. Hi, Andy. Thanks, Mel, for having me on. Uh, very excited to be on, having a chat um, about poetry. So my name is Leanne Ganey, and I'm from Dublin, Ireland. Um, I'm from Tala. That's in the suburbs of Dublin, out by the mountains. And it's quite a working class area. And um, if I was to, let me see, my creativity and where did it come from? I say that's exactly where it came from, to be honest. It came from the sites, you know, the people out there. Um, when we, when I was six. Wow. <laughs> when I was six, my mom, she, um, she kind of felt like, you know, she wanted us to have a little bit more. Uh, we were very poor. We were quite poor. Um, and so she moved us to... Gotland, this little island um, on the east coast of Sweden, and I lived in a little commune there for two years. 
uh, commune living, uh, unfortunately, is quite unsustainable under capitalism. And so, um, you know, we had to come back. Um, but I think that that being there for that two years and seeing kind of a different way of living, uh, more of a collective way of living. Um, and I went to like an art school where we did like fencing and all as our course oh, wow. and stuff like that. Yeah. Fantastic. That's when I started writing poetry over there. So I would just write about like butterflies and stuff like this. But oh, uh, you do in your age, don't you? You're so sweet and innocent. It's only really like yeah. you get older, you get corrupted, don't you? So absolutely. <laughs> I know, obviously, like then a couple of friends, mutual friends of ours, have both mm. persuaded you over time. You really start sharing your work, haven't you? And obviously, I know, obviously, you were a primary. You kept the words to yourself originally, didn't you? So, so what what made you change your approach now? Then? It's actually quite funny. Um, I was working in a little news agent in Leakslip in Kildare. And uh, it was one of the best jobs I ever had. And one day I was getting the train back home. And a just random lad at the train station came up to me. And he was like, hey, he was from America. He was like, hey, man, um, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah, sure, go on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and he was could explain art in like one sentence what what would you say and I was like ah come here you can't explain art in one sentence one sentence I can't do that and he was like come on give it a go give it a go and eventually I ended up saying that it's a art is a form of human expression and human emotion um so that when someone else hears it they can relate to it on some level and after that it was like I went bing my poetry isn't art if no one else hears it but me and so yeah, yeah. as you were saying Shifra who I lived with at the time was very much like Alian you have to be going out and sharing your poems um, you, you know you can't be keeping them to yourself and I started reading to her and then Deirdre um, was kind of when she heard me then she was like I put me on the Common Grounds Collective like yeah you're a great spoken word artist so I only read my poems out for the first time last May well, did you um, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it's yeah. like, I think you've got friends such as those two. And like I said, it's, you can, they, if they soon they realise you're writing good quality poetry, there's only one direction you're going, that's on the stage. <laughs> oh, wow. So tell us about your first time on the stage. I didn't, I didn't realise you were that recent on it. Very recent, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, I was shaken. I was shaken and I read everything really fast. I think everyone was kind of like, because, you know, out there with the, there was a few Common Grounds Collective people now reading their poems out that day as well. And Jesus, they're like, you know, very good poets. They've been poets for years. And then I get up and everyone's kind of like, oh, Neander's poetry too, okay. And uh, I read out the three of my poems. And I think people were a little taken aback because they had never heard me before. And obviously, because I've been writing for some years, I've, practiced a lot you know and gotten better as, as you say like you know you get better like through time and through the poems that you write so I suppose I was at a higher level than one would be the first time that they read out their poetry so everyone okay. was so nice to me Aww. and then I was like oh well I mean clearly they think I'm good so yeah and it's just look look you know you're still carrying on a year later aren't you so oh, brilliant now yeah did you have any inspirations as a as a writer when you're growing up, anybody writes that really grabbed you? 
Um, one thing that really sticks out for me um, is music. You know, um, I got into music at a very young age um, and I would just sit to, listen to my earphones all the time, but it was like listening to poetry, you know, because I listened to some great lyricists, you know, and I think a lot of my inspiration comes from there. And then also, as I was saying, comes from like the everyday life. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Living something that's very different to what you see on TV and what's kind of advertised of a life that people are living, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, completely. The there. Mm. Completely. Do you have any, any, any favourite musicians? Um, musicians that have really inspired me. Uh, my The first band I ever fell in love with and the first album I ever bought was Bleach by Nirvana. Oh, um, wow. Wow, yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's understandable, yeah. I yeah. saw them. I'm old enough to remember seeing them live. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, well I'm 48, so but I don't that. So <laughs> I, I was at the, the, the what second lunch today or third? Anyway, so yeah, mm. experience, experience, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and through Nirvana, I got into Courtney Love's band Hole, and Hole's album "Live Through This" is probably one of the best albums ever written, in my opinion. Just for yeah, it's an extraordinary that album that "Live Through This" it really, really, is. really is, yeah. I like yeah. it was, a, was that the album she had Teenage Hall on? I like it now. No, that, that's the first album. That's the first one, sure. the first one, yeah. Second, yeah. I know which way around it is now, yeah. That's both extraordinary albums, but if you listen to them both, they're like five different bands. Like, it's the couple of yeah. albums Hall did, each album she did, it's taught was him. The first album she co wrote was something from Death, some massive Death Apple band. Second one, Malibuous, was done by, wrote most by Kurt Cobain. And the third mm. album was done a lot. Billy Corkin had a big hand in it from the Bashing Pumpkins. Interesting. That's, that's talk going around, and that's why that's why you can listen to three albums. They're all completely different. So yeah, extraordinary band. I've never I've never seen them live. I've sort of, sort of seen the couple, seen enough video footage of them to know what they were like live. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, she yeah, absolutely, and I find um, again I'm just going to throw out a few artists now as well. Uh, Nina Simone is a big inspiration for me. Ooh. Patty Smith. Brilliant choices. Um, Brilliant choices. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff Buckley as well, actually. Oh, I've seen him live as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I'm yeah. Well, I'm jealous. I'm old enough to say that, so I can get away with it. But in my <laughs> case was, because I was about your age at that point, and I was out travelling around Brazil from there to five, and I missed his first date in Manchester. I heard someone play the album to me in Brazil, and out of the ticket, I could have come back you know, whenever I wanted him in a year. So I came back about three or three, four months early just to go and watch him in Manchester. Extraordinary he was. But he was, you could see on stage how vulnerable he was even then. That's very interesting because I only got into Jeff Buckley, I'd say, in the last two years. And what I really liked about him was that I find that with his songs, it's like a build-up towards a certain point. So when I first listened to the album, I was like, these are boring. But they aren't boring. It's like a each song builds, you know? Yeah. And I kind of relate it. Got to listen oh, to sorry. that. You've got to listen to Grace very, very carefully, haven't you, Sue? It you do. That's why. But I, I kind of. Just... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I keep no, no, sorry. Go on. No, go on. Go on. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> We're both. Go on. Play this Too excited. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I just. I could relate to my, my own poems in that kind of way that I'm like, oh, they're a bit rambly. You know, but it is like a build-up, you know, kind of like, uh, and I hate to Jesus turn around and be like, you know, I'm kind of like Jeff Buckley, because uh, obviously, you know, but you can't be saying that. 
but I could understand that kind of like style of writing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. I know it's extraordinary talent, so that's for sure. So, okay, um, I want to ask you next about your singing things. I know you obviously you've done to the singing, haven't you? As well as being a, a poet. So tell us a bit more about that then. I'm not. I know. I know you are or have been a singer. So is that something you've done quite a bit of as well? Then, or was it just for the sideline? Here's the thing about singing. I I've been singing my whole life. Um, I was singing before the poetry. I was making up my own songs. When we lived in Sweden, um, I would sit on the stage. We used to have a little festival during the summer. And I would sit on the stage and my name was the sitting singer because I refused to stand up. Um, <laughs> and I would sing my poems. Singing is definitely, it's, it's something I have to practice as well. And when you live in certain kinds of accommodation with paper thin walls, you can't be screaming out, you know? Um, so I love to sing and I should sing more often. But um, I used to be in a band when I was younger um, and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, I'd love to get back into it. But I'm trying to teach myself how to play the piano um, so I can actually, because I've written a few songs, but Jesus, I don't know how to play an instrument. So I have the melody, but I don't have anything to bang it out. Yeah, it's not, not easy. Like it's an, I'm self-taught in the piano. I learned that oh, about are you? 10 years ago when my best mates taught me. And I've, got, I've, only got like, I've only got a tiny little keyboard. A USB keyboard I plug into my laptop and I can play through that and it, it makes me sound professional but <laughs> that's why I've been oh cool no you should definitely learn the instrument yeah. like I said when you've got a chance so what I want to ask you about as well is um, when Deirdre first mentioned you to me she mentioned like your artwork as well I initially thought you were an artist until, until Deirdre told me afterwards oh no she's a writer as well you've got to get off your writing so have you always been painting as well then have you um, I find that I kind of got out of the painting, you know, um, and I got into the drawing and I did a painting there during the lockdown oh, um, yeah. for the first time in a few years. And I suppose, like we've been saying about practicing skills, you know, and you have to keep them up. Sometimes, you know, there is a, a bit that still remembers, you know, so I did a painting and, and, and it actually turned out very well. And I had, like I said, I had painted it about five years. Um, I'd just be doing the drawing. So I'm getting the painting back and I bought myself a few canvases that are up there taking up space. Um, but, uh, you know, getting back into the painting is, is uh, very important as well because just like the singing and just like the poetry, the writing, the expression of, of painting, you know, it comes out the way, it comes out when you feel it, you know? I'm very yeah. into, yeah, absolutely. I'm very into art, you know? I could sit down, I could stare at a piece all day and it's nearly like listening to music, you know? Staring at a piece of art, depending on the piece. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. I'm like that with music sometimes. Like, if something really grabs you, like a piece of art or the same music, I've been known sometimes to put the same song on a loop 15 times if mm. it reflects the mood you're in. It's like that with a piece of art sometimes. You can just stand there staring at it for hours, picking different layers, different meanings off it. So that's why. So... Do you find that, like, um, when you do when you're doing your drawing as well, then, and then you, if you're doing your writing, like, it's a different sort of switch sometimes. You know, you're pressing in your mind sometimes, isn't it? It's interesting. It really depends on your mood. I suppose sometimes I'll be writing out a poem and it will turn into this big drawing, you know, um, and then it will be more kind of a drawing with words around it. And then sometimes, you know, the poem comes out as it is, and you know, your mind isn't in the drawing at all. So sometimes you're trying to write a poem, but really you're just your mind wants to draw, and that's the kind of humour you're in. So, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I do. That's frequently when I'm freaking joking. I can't get writing going. 
I don't know, doing an article or writing, doing music or something, or to something. Because mm. uh, there's so much, I think when you're trying to do, you're doing so many different mediums, it's like your brain's sometimes, I, I overwhelm myself sometimes. And you must be the same as well sometimes, right? Because uh, yeah. you've done so many mediums, you think, oh, which one do today? And try and decide then. So, but do you have any ideas where you want your, your creativity to go next? Don't you? Where would you like it to go next? What I'd really love, to be honest, um i'd really love to i uh, like i have so many poems like you know like i said throughout the years you know and some mm. of them are crap you know you're not seeing uh, some of my earlier ones <laughs> <laughs> but i write mostly to like write myself through things do you know mm. what i mean so what i'd really like to do is i suppose like publish a, a wee collection of like poems you know because they they are written in collections already just from what I was going through at, at the times of each ones, you know, mm, um, yeah, there yeah, is a real, mm. yeah. Um, and I kind of liked a, a select few from, from each one to kind of show a kind of a journey. And that would be absolutely class if you're to paint the cover on it or something, you know? Um. <laughs> I thought the good thing about it, it's really been an artist and you can do, do your own cover, can't you? You don't have to go yeah. and start hiring any, anybody to do your cover for you when you get onto the book then, no? Definitely with that. So, <laughs> no, I get you completely with that. Well, obviously, when we come out of lockdown, then, like I said, is see what you can see what happens next, basically, don't you? So, with you, Bob's have been on the been on the same collective theatre now, we're at Common Ground. Like I said, mm-hmm. and like, I know it's having a look at the Common Ground website. You've got your always a collective, haven't you? So, you can like you can easily do other things all the time. Also, get a collective. Absolutely. Like, I mean, here's the thing about it, you know, I say, that I'd like to publish a little a little book mm. or whatever. But the thing about my poems, and this is what's been said to me by a few of the people in the Common Grounds as well, is that I should really start a YouTube channel instead, they say, because the poems, although they might, you know, they're grand to read, it's the it's the spoken word quality of it that they yeah. say is better. So when I speak them out loud, they take on a really different meaning. Um, and I'm inclined to agree, I think. And I think that having the Common Grounds there and obviously then they are organizing the events where we can go and perform our poetry is very, very important than just having them written out, you know, and people read them themselves. And so you can really feel like the power and emphasis on, on certain words and the, and the rhythm and stuff of them. So it's very important, you know, that. Yeah. I remember you were telling me off mic, I sorry, chatting, you, asked, you were considering doing that, weren't you? Getting your partner to go film you in some, some YouTube videos for it. I think it's an excellent idea. So I, I openly encourage you to do that, definitely. So, so that too, you can get outside, yeah, do it, definitely. I'm sure you you could get them out there with a phone based they video on you for about several hours every day. <laughs> it's just a bit nerve wracking, you know, getting in front of a camera. I get in front of the camera, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think being on the stage is even easier to get in front of the camera, you know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. It's yeah. a funny thing, it's funny, isn't it? Like, it's a, I think you get very self conscious sometimes. You're sat in front of the camera. I know I do. Like I said, I'm imagining like a camera as I've sat in front of doing this sort of thing like today. You do it's it's I think mean, sometimes you just need to perhaps do a good a couple of takes and get yourself warmed up sometimes and either that or you get someone to to film you when you're live on stage or something. That's a good one. A sheep actually took a video of me on stage before, um so I do have that. Ah, so um, I could put that up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, YouTube as everybody else does, definitely. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Now, that's now, pretty well my questions today, to be honest Leanne. So if people want to find out more about you, where are the best going? 
So here's the crack. You can find me on the Common Grounds Collective website. So it's www.commongroundscollective.ie forward slash Leanne Ganey. And what I'll do is I'll, when I do get the YouTube channel up and running, I'm going to get Deirdre to put a link on that page that would then bring you to the YouTube. But um, if you go on to Common Grounds Collective, you'll see me there. And there's a few of my poems there and a few photos of me screaming at my poems um, as well. <laughs> yeah, I can see the pictures there as well. So um, are they all from the same, same gig, those pictures in there, are they? Yeah, there was a professional photographer in that day. So she snapped some lovely photos. And in each of them, I'm, I'm wearing my uh, Nana's kimono. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the same thing. <laughs> a good picture of you, that's why I was wondering them. When you look at them all, you can't you can tell that you were I initially thought you were wearing the same clothes and I thought, that was a good picture of you. And there's some really good looking poems there of yours there as well. So I'm not gonna think I'm favourites because that's not I'm not like that, but they are I reckon they're all worth all worth a read, certainly so. And hopefully we'll get you to read a few out for us in a few moments, definitely. So Lovely. okay. Well, hang on everybody. I'm looking forward to this always. Leanne's gonna do a few poems in a minute, so we'll let her get herself prepared. And we'll see how much how much wine she needs to drink before she starts drinking. So <laughs> she might need a, <laughs> she might need a quick loss. So stay safe, guys. I'll see you in a minute. Take care. Thank you. Spoke on me. Hi guys. Okie dokie. Now I've got the easier bit. Now I can I can spread the feet up, put the feet up on this computer table. Over to you, Liam. Okay, here we go. Now this first one is the first one that I wrote about capitalism, um, and so it's a bit sentimental to me. And it's called Living the Dream. So, it goes like this. Will I sit beneath burnt bridges, sweat pooling at the base of spine? Will you scrape the liquid off my own flesh? Will you sell it back to me? Profit off the natural, my humanity, the environment, then curse me for using profanity? Tell me I need it. I can't live without it. Everyone will know and they will all judge you, so buy my happiness back, I do. It's hard to be happy, you see, when all the things I do for me, for survival, for dreams, are laden with confused curved stairs, up or down. You need not know, just know this is life. This is just how it is. No, you can't do anything about it. No, just because you're majority, it means shit all. We may be the 10%, but we have the money, and we have the power, control. Our favorite word in control, the best feeling to dominate another, to dominate the human race, to pick them against each other. Green on black, on white, on pink, on woman, on man, on Africa, on Asia, on gay, on straight, on America, on mental health, on looks. And look at what they've done to us. Wine and wine after work, MDMA on a Friday, a Saturday night, marijuana every day, every single day run out. Nagana vodka escape. Happiness is illegal unless you purchase it in a designated store, you need to have a permit to sell, permits paid with blood of all those bodies, facers lower than you, not as special. Mammy and daddy didn't care as much about them, didn't work hard enough to build them a good life, working class failures. Anyone could be where we are if only you use your fellow beings as stepping stones. This is success, this is progress, this is royalty. You all know our names, don't you? No price to pay when tyranny is free, love is economy, isn't it wonderful to live under me? The internationale is devil's music, a woman's breasts, they're the devil's gee. Make picket signs if you so choose it, protesting henceforth will be issued a fee. Holy God condemns the sluts, Holy Spirit will nuke society's freaks, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for the sinners who practice polyamory, Virgin Mary, 
spite the sex worker, spite the quality, Christ on a bike, hallowed be thy name, thy capital come, thy will be done with vegans. God, dogs can now go to heaven, but just them and middle class men. Burn in hell and slums and tenements on the streets in the womb of young mother in precarious work in nine to five, excluding transport to and fro in high rents and minimum wage in leisure time. He is fighting for change in capitalism indeed, where racism exceeds common sense and fascism is on the rise again. And the law, the law is for the common, for the rich it need not apply. They've got to keep us in order, keeps up propaganda and supply. So sit right where you are and keep your blind eye turned away. Consume victories of underdogs on Netflix. Dream of one day you could also get that kind of pay. His head kept bound and kept in lane. And politics kept to the politicians. Some fella who's never even smelt your way of existing, making all your decisions while his pockets get fatter and your rights get slimmer. He drinks fresh fruit smoothies for breakfast every day while you struggle your life away. While your alienation oils his machine. This is living the dream. This is living the dream. Fantastic. Wow, if you could totally put a lot into that piece there straight away. Was that quite a long piece to write out, that one view, was it, originally? Or did it come quite quickly when you wrote it? Um, it, it, it came quite quickly, other than the hand cramp that you kind of get when you're trying to write something down really fast. <laughs> yeah, I got that then, because it felt like it turned, and it's, it's not, sometimes it's great you do, you words just pour out of you, don't they? And that felt mm. like to me then, you, wrap, you might have gone back and done some re-editing it afterwards, or... But it felt like the bulk of that came down almost like it one sitting to me straight away. Yeah, um, actually, um, I've never edited any of my poems. Uh, really? all oh, just, wow. uh, no, I don't edit. It's just a stream of consciousness. Yeah, so, I felt that straight away then. No, it showed straight away. Fantastic. Great start. Thank you. So, okay, should we jump straight into number two then? No, not that you catch this your is... breath. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're changing, we're changing it up here. This one is one of my personal favourites. It's, um, it's about heartbreak and it's called The Bee and the Flower. I miss the sound of your snores. Thunderous, comforting chainsaw reminds me of my mother. I miss how you smell and the way you make me laugh, how you know everything and also nothing. It's been a thrill knowing you, real highs and real lows, air and oil, water and glass, bloated and weightless, nicotine patches I can't afford, blind, angry dog itching at dry skin till it bleeds, shaken, not stirred, fresh coffee and ashy acid smoke cloud cough, fences, pickets and words draped around words, words slipping, melting. Like butter, like time, a tiramisu of letters and phrases, dirty dancing bull. I will always regret doing this to you, calf. A cloud of typewritten words cut straight out of the dictionary, thick and foggy, there's no way to tell. I've spent so much time asking why, I no longer ask, I accept it just is, I am, you are, you break, I feel. Memory saturated by a word stronger than pretend. All this time, I thought it was you that was honey, beauty I wanted to sink into. Now I know it was me that I fell in love with while I held you in my arms and kissed you all over my, your face, looking into your eyes and seeing the entire night sky reflected back. It was not you that was so sweet, so pure, but how I felt about you. You are the bee, I am the flower. The songs I heard you sing in the morning, the way you made me feel in an unnecessary dusk, you were the bee. And I was the flower. Fantastic change of pace there completely. It's much yeah. of the, it's, I know I think it's always good that you said you, you, you write poetry, don't stick to one topic all the time. 
and it's like that one there. The tone of the fourth piece was a lot softer. Did you find that you're you looking back at it? You do sometimes, don't you? It's unlike your different gears are right. That was excellent. Really, I really enjoyed that. So, so okay, yeah. I bet you need a bit. You're doing a nice ranting piece now to carry on with back to capitalism again, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might I might end on my other capitalism piece, and I'm going to follow on from that one now. Um, with more of a ranty, kind of heartbreaky, softy one. So we'll leave back up. Um, this one uh, is very special to me too. Now I do have poems about so, so many things, but the ones I've chosen today are kind of certain themes. So this one is called, I thought I couldn't live without you and needed to prove to myself that I could. So, I am not number one, an equation so complex I'll never know where I stand, a smile that brings tears to my eyes, a happiness, a comfort, a safety, a love, and a smile etched in my mind. I had produced this smile. I produced nothing, no more, no corners turned up, no means, no production, a labor of love that exists entirely well within well-crafted bone, blood, muscle, coiling, looping, it eats itself, consumes its own tail, and does not stop. I know it was meant to be this way. I leave, you leave, you leave, I leave. You leave me no choice. I leave you no choice. We never have a chance. I have been sold. She fucked up. You fucked up. She fucked up. I fucked up. A parasitic normality. A deeply human error made in the ocean of youth. Curious beings with all to learn, with all wanting to be learned and not. A face hiding to learn is to fail, to make mistakes and try again. But I cannot try again when I know that when you dance with her, you do not think of me, and why would you? When I had hurt you so, not intentional, not in mind, for the best, for the betterment of two individuals who relied on one another like oxygen and gas, not for the best, nor the betterment, as now I sit draped in thin metal sheets under rocks of action, stones of inaction, and think what could have been, what should have been, if only. Snakes bit, I drank the poison, take shit, you sucked it out of me. I have never loved anyone the way that I loved you and I thought I couldn't live without you. I needed to prove to myself that I could. Two traumatized ghosts soon together formed one person with one mind, with one thought, and one emotion, who inked love songs on one another's skin and bus timetables and bony toes, who took deep, deep gasps of air and breathed life into one another's lungs, who cried poverty, depression, suicide, and fear into the sunrise each morning, and all consuming happiness and limbs and sweet sighs of relief at dusk. I was sent an angel with thick black boots, an angel in a black beret, an angel warmed by smoke and fire, and a woman. Nothing to live for but love. Brilliant. Again, that's the accent. I mean, that's when you're so, slightly softer pieces again there, apart from mm. the anguish bits. You know, that could have been enjoyed that. So, that's again, you can feel like it was, again, it was definitely, it was definitely that sort of rhythm where you treat the conscious. And it suits you, suits you really well, definitely. Okay. Thank you. We're on to the big finale now, aren't we? Here's the big finale. <laughs> Um, this one again is about capitalism and it's basically what it's about is not having enough time to make art and to have sex because you have to work all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's called, are you loving it? 
Yup, 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 I'm feeling real rough, feeling real weak, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough time, drinking far too much wine, smoking far too many smokes, and taking toke after toke after toke. Getting up at 7.15, 15 minutes to get dressed and teeth cleaned, then not coming back for 10 hours, away selling my labour power. How many cups of coffee have I been drinking a day to stay awake, to stay sane, days split into three parts, work, fun and heart, or alienation, friends and pleasure, or stagnant flow and leisure. Not enough hours to count, to measure, to do all I want to do, earn money be mean screw too give me another few maybe i'll stop feeling blue maybe i'll stop feeling ripped unfit for the working world small working girl small working stress small work and trying my best selling buy and selling buy and selling selling buy and buy and selling the four hours unconscious and up and at them again and import export consume consume and take needing a break needing a break how much more can i take not enough clearly because the pattern will never stop unless revolution tomorrow and capitalism gets mocked getting topped by a better system better living better living making a living from singing from performance from music from writing the things i actually want to do are exciting the shit i do for survival is draining do i sound like i'm complaining should we all have to do it to shut your mouth not sure i'll ever accept i always haven't to shout to confess to protest the way we're forced to live i'll take 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 and no give no give and no wonder you're blowing your lid and no wonder you feel such a mess living every day like a test a test i'm always failing sometimes i wish i was ignorant not knowing it could be different ignorance is bliss but i already know and i'm unable to choose to ignore it and then fight against my brain against the pain to gain to be able to maintain a life where i have a roof over my head food stocked in the fridge and a bed so get up and go don't be late don't be slow don't be sad and if you are don't show put on your face put on a show keep up the paces a race down below are you feeling it bit crazy are you loving it no are you loving it hey throw your life away so you can get paid with no time to get laid and no time to make art you need money to make money babe so just start doesn't matter if you're falling apart doesn't matter what you feel in your heart keep going keep growing keep capitalism growing fantastic now that poem obviously people wouldn't know that looked is on your collective grounds page and if you look at that one in when i read that before and i thought i was hoping you were doing that would finish off with today but it is a long, quite a long piece, but the speed you went through it is like it shows you it's not necessarily that long the piece, really. That is. I have got to say, I loved the repetition bits on it. We had the telling, buying, selling, bullying, selling, selling, bullying, buying, etc. like that. Because really the, the use of the short lines there is really, really effective, man. And it suits your voice Thank really you. well, that. So but anyway, that's it today, guys and girls. Now, Leanne, hang around and a quick word of your mic. Thank you again. It's been a privilege today. And you can thank our mutual friends later on for this debate. I've really enjoyed this now. So. So. Come here. Thanks a million for having me on. It's been so lovely talking to you and getting a chance to share some of my yeah, definitely. rambles. Oh, <laughs> as I, it's never rambles. Art, my dear. Art. Right, guys and girls. Take care. I'll see you all soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Spot on, mate.